Hi, I'm Maddie Hockaday, also known as the Anne of this relationship. And I'm Holly, the Leslie. We love Parks and Rec. We love behind the scenes. And we love each other. This is literally the best Parks and Recreation rewatch show. We're your park pals. There's a park and some pals and there's also therapy too. Hello. Hello and welcome. Hello there. <laughs> we are ready for the stakeout season one or no season two. Sorry. <laughs> episode two. I can't believe we are here. It's a wonderful. Yeah. Um, I have a bit of a recap moment Beautiful. for you. Let's do it. Okay. Recap. So um, it's not a lot, but last episode we were wondering about Shepard Fairey who did the hope poster or nope as you saw. Yeah. Uh, and we were wondering if Obama found his artwork after it was already made or if he was hired specifically to work for Obama. Um, and I found that the design was created. Uh, actually, fun fact, it was created in one day and printed first as a street poster oh. because that's kind of like what this artist does. Uh, and then it was more widely distributed, both like as a digital image and like other paraphernalia, like buttons and shit like that during the 2008 election season, which was initially independent of the Obama campaign but then Obama saw this stuff or the campaign rather I guess he would have to put his stamp on it too but the campaign saw it first and approved it uh so he created it first and then Obama's campaign saw it and was like yo that's really cool um but he did create it and then like it, for Obama it was he was like helping campaign for Obama just separate from the campaign Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So he was really into Obama and he made this poster uh, and the campaign like had no idea slash had no you know association with it. But then they saw it and were like, oh, we should incorporate this into our campaign. That's really cool. Like way to get noticed. I know. Yeah. Right. It was really dope. Um, but fun fact slash like side note that I don't know if a lot of people know, but apparently the Associated Press sued him because they took the original photo because uh, he uh. copied it like from a photo at, that it was based off of. And he got, uh, he ended up getting a fine and a probate, like a really big fine and a probation for two years because he kind of lied evidently. Uh -huh. This is what I found in my research and said he didn't use that original post, uh, photo, <laughs> said he didn't use that original photo. But then that poster um, was actually eventually acquired by the Smithsonian National Portrait Gra Gallery. So that's kind of mm -hmm. cool. Um, but yeah, so you, that's the story on him. <laughs> that's cool. And yeah, I thought it was it cool. It definitely looks like street art to me. Like something you might see like graffitied on the side of a building or something. Yeah, definitely. A lot of people compared it to the Che Guevara poster as well. That's mm. really famous now, uh, or was famous during that political time as well. Um, but anyway, so that's Shepard Fairey. Okay, the second thing was that I said, now I said this a long time ago, but I was haunted by it a little bit. Um, I said that <laughs> the deposition episode in the office, I said that for it was written by Mike Schur. I don't know why I said that. I guess I saw that somewhere. But then uh, we were talking about what episode aired the same time at as Parks and Rec as right. the office, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And so that's when I said that the deposition and I researched that and found that Mike sure wrote it, but I thought he did, but he didn't. Uh, it was actually written by Lester Lewis. Uh, he was mentioned and talked about in Office Ladies as well. So I need to state a retraction on my part. Also, mm -hmm. Lester has since passed away since oh, then. No. 
I know. It's very sad. Office ladies got very emotional talking about him, but he, yeah, he wrote the deposition. So when we're talking about the hang off my lady's chest, <laughs> that was him. <laughs> so RIP, oh. pour one out, Lester. Your contribution to the world has been noted. <laughs> yes. Yes. That is a, that is a great episode. I, t- that's in season four. So mm-hmm. Mike sure would have at least still been involved with the office. At that oh, time. yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I must have seen and also IMDb is misleading because it will say on the front page of the IMDb episode that or, you know, whatever uh, series episode that it was written by Greg Daniels and Mike sure. But you have to expand it because they say who the actual writer was. Right. In the expansion. So that's probably what okay. happened. So they're like on that main page, they're just basing it off of like who actually wrote and created the show, basically. OK. Right. Exactly. So, uh, but yeah, I just needed to state that for the record. Not that anyone really was tracking it, but I was. <laughs> um, okay, then last thing, we talked about Moxie, the new Netflix movie starring Amy Poehler. But I don't think I said this last time. She also directed it, which is amazing. And it was based off uh, a book. And it's this like really dope, cool, feminist um, movie. And I really loved it. At the beginning, um, I was really, I have to say, just as a little brief movie review, I was like, my blood was boiling because it was talking about how these teachers and just like officials and stuff are just letting assault Mm -hmm. happen. And it was really awful. But then like it gets obviously better. But uh, she actually, Leslie Nope slash Amy Poehler, Amy Poehler in real life, has her own production company called Paper Kite Production. And uh, she, you know, was the one that production company did Moxie. But also, I totally thought for some reason that Paper Kite Productions worked for slash worked on Parks and Rec um, because that little uh, like tag title card thing just like the deedle d thing for Greg Daniels comes up at the end. Um, but I was getting it mistaken that title card actually comes up at the end of Broad City. Okay. So Amy Poehler also produced Broad City. Um, which was amazing. But yeah, they've done, um, she did Russian Doll, Wine Country, uh, Moxie, that new one, and Duncanville, which is a new animated series. Well, newish. It came out like recently. But um, yeah, so just FYI, uh, if you didn't already know, which you already do if you listen to this, is that Amy Poehler is a badass boss bitch. Amen. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, but now, okay, so that's all my recap. Um, and now I'm on to the stakeout. In the words of Tom, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, because I also have the recap. So, I, oh I my do. god, you do, Maddie! That's oh, so exciting! Yeah. Okay, okay, what is it? So uh. I found a thing, but I found it last week, and I'm just dumb, and I forgot to mention it, and I got off the phone with you, and we stopped recording, and I was like, <laughs> damn it, I had this cool thing. Now I don't have it. So, um, in our last episode, uh, Pawnee Zoo, mm-hmm. there was um, memorabilia for Flipper and Tux. Mm-hmm. It exists. It's real. You can actually buy a t-shirt and sweatshirt for Flipper and Tux. And I am like two what? seconds away from ordering you and I a sweatshirt. <laughs> <laughs> but it does exist, you guys. Like, all you have to do is literally Google Flipper and Tux memorabilia or like t-shirt and the bunch come up like they're not just on Amazon they have several different um, websites that sell them so if you are a supporter of Flipper and Tux and would like to voice that um, to the world there is a way to do that that is insane 
Oh my God, I'm so glad you found that. Yeah, I would be two seconds away from buying it as well if I knew that it existed, and now I do, so oh Lord. Right? <laughs> yeah, the amount of money we're gonna spend on each other with Parks and Rec memorabilia is mm. amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's awesome. I love that. Yay. Okay, great. Well, that's a great recap. Okay. I'm really proud of you. I was like, I gotta add this in there. <laughs> um, yes. So now I'm ready to get on to stakeout. So okay. So we go over the director and the writer first. Yes, absolutely. All right. So this was written by Rachel Axler. Oh, my gosh. We love. She has been a story editor before. We already saw her. But we've also seen her writing work and canvassing, uh, which was episode two of the first season. We've got a great Mm -hmm. team here, but I'll get to the director in a moment. Um, But something else I found out about Rachel Axler, which I did not know before, was that she wrote three episodes of Dickinson, which we talked about. Uh, Marsha Langman has also been a producer on Dickinson. Haley Seinfeld, big fan over here, Um, which is awesome. Um, But also, I didn't I don't think we mentioned this the first time, but she was also a huge writer, Rachel Axler was on uh the daily show yeah i don't know if we talked about that but she has written a ton of episodes slash worked on a ton of sketches and stuff for that um so that's awesome um, trevor noah was on or was it when it was still the um yeah i think it was john stewart i think it was like what's his name something with a j stewart (laughs) and i was gonna say jimmy and i'm glad i didn't okay i knew there's so many jimmies though i wouldn't have blamed you if you did um did you find anything else about her that you wanted to mention no but she does have connection to our director. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So this was directed by Seth Gordon, and he also directed Canvassing, mm-hmm. which is amazing. So we've got our dream team back. Um, he also directed, we talked about this, I believe, in the last one, but he also directed um, In the Office, Delivery Part 1, and Double Date in the Office. Uh, so that's amazing. But um, yeah, were you going to yeah, say something? Yeah, I think I just had a, um, a realization Canvassing is the second episode of season one, and this mm-hmm. is the second episode of season two. Right. Uh, so their second episode, yeah. babes. That's their new band well. name. <laughs> <laughs> Everything that sounds cool is just going to be a new band name now. Everybody prepare yourself. Literally. That's what I say to everyone in just regular conversation. So, yeah, that's a that's a good little parallel moment. Um, but, yeah, they work really mm-hmm. well together. Also, I wanted to mention really briefly um, – so the story editor of this was a dude named Harris. We love him. And you uh, will recognize Harris because he plays Harris as the uh, animal control. No. He is the white one if you wanted to get like really, uh, you know, visual. But anyway, he plays the white guy in the animal department of Parks and Rec. He's a comedian, done a ton of work with Parks and Rec, was with them for a super long time. But sad moment, just like Lester, he has joined Lester in the comedy heaven and he has, uh, yeah, he passed he's away. He's so young. Um, what the heck? He's so young. I know. I remember them posting about this when I was looking him up. I remember, I think Amy Poehler and a couple other people posted about him, uh, you know, just saying how brilliant he was. Beautiful, amazing writer. Um, but yeah, I don't know how he died. I didn't get that far. But um, yeah, terrible. So we are just pouring one out and two out for these wonderful writers. It's amazing um, and really sad because they were both pretty young, I feel, yeah. like in the grand scheme of things. But it's wonderful to know. I think he wrote a few episodes as well, but, um, you know, he was a story editor on this one. So, um, you know, we, again, thank you for your contribution. <laughs> uh, well, I'm ready for the cold open. Are you ready? I'm ready for my summary. Come on, girl. Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> 
I'm the worst. I'm so sorry. <laughs> You're not the worst. Like, don't take it I'm away. I'm so excited because of this cold open, Maddie. Okay, uh, you don't though. understand. You no, well, you're the only one that understands. Yeah, because it's us, it's fine. <laughs> and we're really excited. Right. Anyway, okay, I'm ready for a summary. I'm ready, I'm ready, okay, I'm ready. Let's do this then. So, in a stroke of genius, Leslie starts a community garden in the pit. While working in the garden, Tom and Leslie find pot growing. And instead of getting the cops involved, Leslie sets up a stakeout on the pit to catch the culprit. And instead, they find Andy living in the pit. Meanwhile, Mark and Anne are out on their very first date when they mistake Tom for a car theft. Car thief. Calling the cops and getting Tom arrested. (laughs) Ron and April weirdly tend to Ron's hernia. Nice! That was great! I love this episode. Like, the intertwining of three different stories. Because Ron, I mean, we'll get to this, but Ron's story seems so detached, right? Because they don't really spend a lot of time at City Hall in this episode. Like, the like, the main storyline mm-hmm. isn't at City Hall. Right. And so the fact that Ron spends the entire episode at City Hall, they have these really <laughs> wonderful ways of, like, connecting it back to Ron. Where mm-hmm. it's like, this doesn't feel awkward that we're just hopping back to City Hall, you know? So right. It's very oh, well absolutely. Done. Yeah. Uh, Ron's so good in this episode. So here we go. We have our Anne Leslie slash Maddie Holly cold open. <laughs> that is so accurate. Oh, my gosh. This is such a famous cold open. I just this is the most quoted thing, I think, from Parks and Rec uh, or one of the most quoted yes. things ever. It's so cute. Um, so I did want to say really fast, though, that um, I was wondering, like, if maybe they had a sleepover or something because Anne is in her PJs and there was a uh, turns out there was a deleted scene where Leslie comes over to Anne's house at 7 a.m. And Anne is like, whoa, uh, wow, I thought we said brunch. And Leslie le- and Leslie is like, well, I ate at 445, so I'm starving. And then she was like, uh, um, did I like come too early? Is it-? And Anne's like, no, no, it's totally fine. Uh, and it turns out that also Leslie had been gardening at the community garden. And then she decided to just hop on over after she was done gardening. So that is why they are dressed the way they are dressed. Okay. My thought process was that she stopped by before she started gar- gardening. Mm. Because she's already okay. in her gardening outfit, which is bomb, right. by the way. I love her outfit, her gardening outfit. She's got that fancy hat and the nice yeah. blue white shirt. Super cute. Uh, okay, so we've got hoes before bros, ovaries before broveries, uteruses before deuteruses. Uh, I do have to tell you, they cut a few. Do you want to okay, hear them? I thought they did because I was pretty <laughs> sure I had read or at least seen a couple more. Yes, please. Yes. Please enlighten all of us. Now, there's really only technically three, but I feel like we... That's going to be our mission and audience. I want you to chime in. And I'm sure I speak for Maddie when I say that, too. We need to come up with some more. (laughs) Like one special two park pals. But here are the ones they cut. So they had Leslie says sisters before mistas. Good. Uh, Then she says (laughs) classic. Then she says gynecology before gynecology. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. And she's like, oh, that's better on paper. Mm-hmm. And then Anne says breasties before testes. Oh. I like that yeah, one. I like that one too. I don't know why I said awe after testes. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Just made myself I know. uncomfortable. Well, it's cute. <laughs> Maybe the awe was more for the breasties. Yeah. But we'll say that. Whatever. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sorry, what were you saying when I was saying that? 
I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> well, I was just saying this is our first Leslie whipped cream moment. Yes. Okay. I have that written down too. It is a whipped cream episode. It comes up later too. I don't know if you have that written down as well. But yes, we're getting mm-hmm. to see the beginning of and like just a whipped cream life of Leslie. It's mm-hmm. beautiful. Mm-hmm. And Holly and I are all about the whipped cream. Mm-hmm. We daydream about us being in the same city again and getting waffles with a shit ton of whipped cream on them. And it's so mm-hmm. exciting. And my favorite thing in this entire scene is when she puts all this whipped cream on top of her coffee and she takes a bite of the whipped cream and she's like, you make really good coffee. <laughs> I know. That was so funny. Like, oh, my you God. You didn't even get any coffee, but I feel you. Right. And again, Rachel Axler is behind this inspiration for Leslie. So we talked about how in the canvassing episode, um, they she brings Gorp, which comes yes, back. It does. You will see. Oh my god! <gasps> and I felt so excited. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I'm skipping ahead a little bit, but I felt so excited for us because no one else would know that Gorp was a thing before or what it stands for. Right. Which we'll have a little moment after that, uh, or when we get there. But yeah, so Rachel Axler um, was the inspiration because, like, always in the writers' room slash uh, just in general, she would have uh, you know the snacks of like a five year old. <laughs> and so um, I love that. But um, but actually onto this scene in general, mm. I really love that Leslie is being so like rational and mature about the Anna Mark date. She's like, look, we're not even exes. We slept together six years ago. There was a cut line where she says five years, 10 months, but doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have the same thing written down. Like mostly that I'm just really proud of Leslie as a character because we talked about mm-hmm. this a lot in season one, like that we just felt so sorry for Leslie because she was so hung up on him. And it was like one mm-hmm. night, right? So finally, we have Leslie being like, you know, recognizing that like he is not actually mm-hmm. we didn't date. We slept together. It's not a big deal. Right. And we, mm-hmm. we kind of learned through the episode. It, it was kind of a big deal to her. But at the same time, you know, <laughs> she her like vocalizing right. this realization, I think, is a big step for Leslie. And I'm very proud of her. Yeah, she's starting, I think, to get over it because obviously it still is a big deal to her. But I think it's way less of a big deal than it was, you know, last season. Yes. Agreed. Okay, so now I'm at the community yeah. garden. I think this is a great idea. Yeah. I love this idea. I want one. There's a lot of community gardens, I feel, um, uh, like in different cities I've lived in. Now, I remember Boston had that one that was actually across from mm-hmm. our apartment. And I think you had to, like, pay or something, though, to be a part of it. Or it was something weird, yeah. right? And there was a waiting it list. It wasn't a community garden to s- necessarily because my idea of a community mm. garden is kind of like what Leslie's doing, right? Which in a big city right. like Boston, I don't think is as uh, hygienic. Is that the right word? <laughs> as yeah. it, it would be in like yeah. County, where you're probably going to have maybe 10 people using it or whatever. Um, but right. yeah, so there's a stretch of land on the fence that I believe you're right, that you like basically rent the land and the garden is your own. And I think a okay, lot of people gotcha. use it who live because those of you who know, or don't know, Boston is a pretty pretty big city. It's not New York mm-hmm. size, but it's a big enough city that like if you're living in the city, you don't have a backyard. So a right. lot of times you're in apartments. So I'm assuming a lot of people who wanted to grow their own vegetables and whatnot, they they can do that with that with mm-hmm. that space, which is really cool. Yeah. Yeah, so I really like that she's having this idea. Um, I noticed that Tom's bright pink shirt is back, but this time it says TH, and yes. we will get to what that stands for in a brief moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I looked this up, and I couldn't find it, but if somebody else knows, 
this very first shot that we get as we're being introduced to the community garden, Leslie's carrying a bag of mulch or dirt and she drops it. Mm-hmm. I want I want to yeah. know if that was an accident because it fits it fits oh. so perfectly that like if she did it on accident they would be like okay yeah we're keeping that but and it did, it didn't oh, necessarily yeah. look staged to me right that would be really interesting yeah. to know so is this an episode hmm. that we do not have commentary on for season two okay yeah I was yeah, gonna ask it that. is. I did extra research and there are some improv lines and things like that, but I did not get to or see anything about okay. that part. So if anyone out there that is listening knows, um, <laughs> please let us know. Cause I did Google it and several, several different wordings and nothing came up. <laughs> so. Okay. Amy Poehler, you who we need yes. to know. <laughs> Amy, please just come hang out with us every week and record our podcast. Oh, God, what a day that would be. Yes. Can I also just say, how lazy is Tom right now? Like, I can't get over it, Holly. I, I literally can't. Nope. And I'm also kind of upset at Leslie because she's letting him do it. He's literally... Yeah, that's he's true. He's sitting there. He has his headphone in. He's drinking his fancy tea and, you know, just commenting mm-hmm. on things. Like, if I was someone's boss and I was doing all the heavy lifting, I'd be like, listen, you're not here to just watch me work. Like, come on, mm-hmm. you know. But the thing about it too is that, like, she thinks he's helping. Right. Oh, that's <laughs> like, a good because point. <laughs> giving rappers names to yes, the plants, which I also have a thought about. Because <laughs> if Leslie knows the full rap to parents just don't understand, we we have to mm-hmm. kind of assume that she likes rap music to a point. Okay, but that's nineties rap. Fair. I was gonna. I don't, and all these other ones were recent like 2000s. way, 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 way more recent. Like, I don't think she knows who Ludacris is. That's, that's a very good point. I don't know why I didn't think about that, but that was my question. Although I can see her dancing to Soldier Boy Tell Him. I definitely can see her 100%. doing that, but I don't think she's been introduced to no. that. <laughs> yeah, but that's a good point. Um, so Tom is called a herticulturist by Leslie. I looked it mm-hmm. up just so we mm-hmm. can know exactly what it means. Mm-hmm. It is an expert Mm -hmm. garden cultivist and manager. Yeah. We used to have horticulture classes in uh, high school. I never took them, but uh, Future Farmers of America, I had a few friends that were in that. And they, uh, my friend back home uh, is so good at knowing all the plants and like making arrangements and stuff, but she doesn't like do it for a job, but she is so good at it. Uh, She's definitely a horticulturist. That's cool. (laughs) Yeah. I've never heard that word before, if I'm being honest. Yeah, and that's also technically like what yeah. Professor Sprout is in yeah. Harry Potter. <laughs> I love her. <laughs> Me too. I love the way that Tom, I know he's an idiot, but I do love the way that he pronounces this line of, you know, Leslie, the best way to figure out what kind of spice that is, just roll it up into a joint and smoke it. <laughs> Which smoke it. <laughs> I looked up because I wanted to actually have a comparison. I looked up what carrot stems look like, and they don't look that Mm. close to marijuana leaves. And I'm going to be honest with you. Mm. I don't smoke. I don't know a lot about marijuana. (laughs) So I could be 100% wrong, but I've seen pictures of marijuana leaves, and I've also seen, I looked up carrot stems, and they don't look that Mm. close to me. Like what she's holding actually does look like what weed would look like to me. Right, right, right. Yeah, that maybe just, again, tells how out of touch she is. (laughs) 
But again, there was um or not again, but there was a deleted scene. It's really funny. So uh, after Tom says that it's probably marijuana, uh, Leslie tells the film crew to step aside and is like, oh my gosh, don't film this part. And he, she asks him to go behind the little shed thing or whatever that's back there. And she asks Tom whether the marijuana plant could be a non-marijuana weed. What? Which, what the fuck is that, number one? I'm thinking she meant, like, maybe, like, a non-alcoholic beer, question mark? I don't know, and she was comparing it to that. But again, again, showing how out of touch she is. She doesn't quite know what weed is or how it works or what it looks like or anything. (laughs) And apparently neither does Tom, really. Yeah, I would agree with that statement. Yeah. And I'm right there with them. Anyway. I don't know what's happening. Yeah. I know. I wouldn't either, (laughs) truthfully. (laughs) which I think is fine and it's also fine if you do know stuff right do you yeah I mean I don't think a lot of people who do smoke I mean okay I'm generalizing but a lot of people who smoke where it's legal already have it rolled or portioned out or whatever when you go to the store wherever you buy it from you're not planting it Mm -hmm. a lot of the times so unless you are interested slash like have a weed growing you know moment then You'd be the only person that know what it really looks like, I feel. Apart from, like, you know, fucking sublime pictures (laughs) that you've seen, like, weed stickers on. Okay? So, like, it's really not, you know, bad if you don't know what it looks like, but you still smoke. So, who cares? Uh, I have a little side (laughs) thing here. I'm going to be really quick Mm -hmm. about it because it has nothing to do with Parks and Rec, but it has stuff to do with marijuana. Yes, hey. You have to take, like, a certain amount of liberal arts classes, right? So I took a law class called Law and Disorder. Mm-hmm. Very cool, I know. Okay. So um, <laughs> we, I mean, it was a really cool class. I loved it because we had to listen to Supreme Court cases and stuff, and that's actually one of the reasons I fell in love with RBG. Mm-hmm. So that's we one love. of the, yep. Um, love her. Anyway, so another thing in the class was you had to go to at least two court hearings at the, the Boston Courthouse. And, and mm. sit in on trials and actually like it w- couldn't it couldn't be like you know a custody battle or something it had to be like an actual trial that was going on and had a jury and all this stuff so one of the ones yeah. I went to was basically this this guy had like I can't remember how much but he had a chicken coop it was a pretty decent sized chicken coop like bigger than a shed and he was growing mm. weed underneath it and that's why he was okay. on trial and he had, oh and well, that he was a witness to the trial, but he was also selling this weed to this other guy who mm-hmm. was on trial for a lot of other crap. But I just, I vividly remember that because I was sitting there and I was like, how are you growing weed under your chicken coop? How do you water it? How do you, I'm so intrigued, but this is just a, you said growing weed. And I was like, I know someone who does that. <laughs> <laughs> Not really, but you yeah. A couple things. Number one, we need to decriminalize that. Uh, no need to be on trial for that. Right. Stupid. Um, number two, uh, yeah, there's a multitude of ways to grow weed. Um, you know, you can, I don't know, I just feel like there's a bunch of different ways. People have like little uh, hot heater ha- heater mm-hmm. hams, heater lamps, mm-hmm. um, things like that. People grow it on rooftops, like there's in gardens, evidently, now under chicken coops. Yeah. I just feel like there's a bunch of ways to do it. Mm-hmm. As long as you have the right soil and sunlight and water, then you're fine. Yeah. <laughs> Not that I know what the fuck I'm talking about, right. but. <laughs> well, luckily it sounds like this guy was, he was not going to be on trial because he was playing witness in this case like they were like Mm -hmm. we're not going to charge you for the weed because you're giving a testimony so luckily luckily that that guy got off but i agree that it's no reason to be in prison for that 
So there was someone else growing it and he was no, just he a was witness? growing it. But he was a witness in a bigger crime okay. to a guy he was selling the weed to. Oh, yeah, yeah. Whoa. okay. I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. Yeah. Okay, got it. I walked in like ten minutes into the questioning of this guy, and so it took me it took me a good solid maybe thirty minutes to figure out what was actually happening. Figured out. Gotcha. Yeah. Anyway, okay. Okay. Side okay. fact, but cool. I like cool. that story. I don't know. I never knew that that you had to do that in yeah, college. Well, That's cool. For those of you that are interested or might want to be a lawyer someday or just like like it, oh, a lot of that stuff is open to the public. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So if you're interested, just if you go on your court, court um, house's like website or whatever, that's typically like I went to a mob a mob trial, of, and like an Italian Whoa. mob trial in Boston. So there's Whoa. some cool ones to go Whoa. out there too. So if you're just like I don't know what to do this Saturday, and I think law is cool. Yeah. Dope. Okay. Love it. Okay. I met Ron Hazardia. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, also love that Leslie comes in. This is the kind of communication I'm talking about. Like, did you get my voicemails? Did you get my emails? Did you get my texts? Did you, right? Like I am, I'm like about that. I'm about like, Mm -hmm. I know you don't necessarily need to know what I'm doing, but like I'm 10 minutes away Mm -hmm. and I just wanted to give you like a heads up, you know? Like, I think, I think that's good. And a lot of people don't give that. And I find out like 30 minutes later that they're going to be late. And it's like, okay, well that would have been helpful information 40 Mm -hmm. minutes ago. Oh my God. I love mm-hmm. a good warning. I'm all about the follow through. I do not believe that it's the thought that counts. I believe that it's the follow through that counts. That is yes, what I say. I love it. <laughs> and there's been some life lived to come to that conclusion. Yes, 1000%. Oh, yeah. I Yes, it has been experienced mm-hmm. for sure. Um, there is a deleted scene where Ron unsuccessfully tries to eat his lunch because oh you know how gosh. he's throwing the burger in his mouth or whatever. So he tries to throw away the whole box slash the whole uh drink and he's like literally just sitting there throwing it to the side without moving at so that he can try to get it to the trash can it's really funny and if you'll see there is a um a catch i believe when it's either when the janitor comes or another time when they're showing ron you do see the garbage overflowing with his trash that he tried to throw okay So, like, if you, um, I should have time stamped it, but if you do see that, like, in the bottom corner, that is why, because it was a, a, a deleted okay. scene. Um, another deleted line, really quickly, was that he had a talking head where he said, no medical attention is needed. I'm a city employee. I don't need the taxpayers paying for me to lay in bed and eat Jello and watch Dr. Phil. <laughs> I really d- did not peg him to be someone to watch Dr. Phil. That was fascinating to me. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, like, he's just saying all the things that you would do in a hospital, I feel. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's funny. Um, But also, side note, fun thing that I caught. They don't really show it, but it was through the window of when they have a shot of Jerry. Is that the egg and bacon poster with the brunette is here in Ron's office. It's here. I have written down, too. Clappity clap. Bobby Knight Mm -hmm. is gone. (laughs) Oh, good. I'm glad. We got it. Um, I also noticed while Leslie's in there, and I don't know if this stays throughout the seasons. I don't think it does. There are, like, frames behind Leslie that look like they're holding, like, Native American artifacts. So, mm. I don't know. They, I feel like I briefly saw that, but I don't They almost yeah, look like remember. arrowheads. But I don't, I don't know. I couldn't mm. really tell. And I paused it, and I really looked at different angles, and I just couldn't figure it out. But I don't think they stay there. Yeah. Okay. We'll keep an eye out. Cool, cool, cool. Um, I have that the, the talking head of Leslie talking about the brownie is um i know this is such an easy line but it's my favorite line i don't care do it 
turns out there wasn't any pot in the brownie. It was just an insanely good brownie. <laughs> if there's someone who understands my dessert, my love for dessert, it's Leslie Nope. It's 100% Leslie Nope. Oh, it's so funny. It's such I a love good it. line. That whole thing. Because, like, <laughs> the way that she sets it up is really what does it. Because she's like, I, you know, I had a really great brownie. I felt like I was floating. All the symptoms of a pot brownie. But, it, you know, there, it wasn't. It was just a really fucking good brownie. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Sugar does that, too, I guess. <laughs> right. This, this is my thing, too. Like, the way she sets it up, right? She says, like, no, I have not ever smoked marijuana because I would like to be president one day. And then she's like, but I have, mm. I have had a brownie. So do they... Do they get calculated a different way? Like, you can be president if you've eaten a pot brownie, but you can't be president if you've smoked marijuana. Mm, maybe, well, what is the exact line? Because maybe she's, like, saying I haven't smoked any, but I've eaten it. Yeah, well, it's, it's the setup for the brownie story where she's like, no, I have not, like, I have not smoked marijuana. Because I want to be president. Right, but I have had a brownie. Yeah. And I think it's the but that I'm Yeah, like, so hmm. I guess... Yeah, and that's where, yeah, 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 yeah. And that's where she's saying, like, the brownie didn't actually have any marijuana in it anyways. Right. <laughs> so it doesn't matter because if I want to be president, I haven't had right. anything. Sorry, I just have to say that him throwing the hamburger at his face is one of my favorite things to happen on screen. <laughs> yeah, it is hilarious. And, like, the fact that he thought that he could, what, catch it in his mouth? <laughs> yeah, like, what was the plan there? Like, I don't yeah. understand. Oh, my God. Oh, well. Um, but yeah, now I'm in the van and I'm ready to list out the things that Leslie pack. <gasps> yes! Do Note it. Pads, pencils, pencil case. Mm-hmm. Leslie, how many pencils did you bring that you also need a pencil case? <laughs> I'm like so intrigued by this because I have a pencil case, but it's because I carry around 500 million pens and pencils because I like to color code every little thing I do. So, but... You only have pencils. Why do you? I, okay. I just, I digress. Um, whipped cream. Here Shake we go. whipped Again. cream. Yep. Cameras. Gorp mm-hmm. is back. Gorp yes. Raisins and peanuts. Gorp comes back. Yes. Yes. Oh, my God. And candy necklaces. Oh, my yes. God. And I have a, Love them. a thought about candy necklaces. Yes. Loved same. them as a kid. Like, I loved the candy part of it. Could never, ever mm-hmm. wear them. Do you want to know why? Have why? Have you eaten a candy necklace? Yeah. Have you ever worn it around your neck and eaten it? <sighs> I don't know. And I don't know if I was just like a gross eater as a child. I don't know. But when you put the necklace in your mouth, you eat the candy, you, you get the, the string a little bit wet. Right? It's just normal. Mm. And then mm-hmm. the other candies touch the wet, and it gets sticky. And the candy necklace would become sticky around my neck. And I, like, my sensory system was like, no, do not yeah, let this not touch you. That. This is disgusting. Nasty. Yeah. So I was not about it as a kid. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I can't. I don't, I can't. <laughs> I don't blame you. Gross. Yep. Bad memories. <laughs> but I love the candy. I'm like, yes, bring, yeah. bring the candy necklaces. But don't, like, don't. Don't wear it while you eat it, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She also has a mixtape. Yes, I love that. I was waiting for you to say it. Oh, my God. I love that it's, it's mostly, mostly Sting because it's about people watching people. I'll be watching you. So funny. That made me laugh out loud. I also I have a question. Is this an added line since it's been added to Peacock? Because I do not remember this line from the original. Which one? The mixtape. The Sting one? 
Oh, I don't know. I don't remember it, that. I don't know. At least the sting line. Maybe she said she had a mixtape, but I do not remember mm. it being any anything being mentioned about sting. Mm. Okay, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, that wasn't... Usually it tells me that, like, when I look it up, um, like, which lines weren't, you know, originally aired, but I don't know. You could, it, you could be right. that's something I'm finding. I'm, re- I'm rewatching The Office, obviously, because that's literally the two things I watch typically are Parks and Rec and The Office mm-hmm. and then sometimes New Girl. But I'm noticing mm-hmm. a lot of added stuff in The Office in certain episodes. Yeah, and The Office definitely has been adding a lot. And Parks and Rec even will say um, when I look it up, like what they've added and stuff usually. But yeah, no, they have definitely, Peacock has definitely been adding in their deleted scenes. Um, which, speaking of which, by the way, uh, I don't know if you caught this, but he talks about, I think it might be a little bit later, um, but... Maybe not. I don't know. I think it does come up a little bit later, but where he talks about his real name yeah. in, uh, it, yeah. And so that was a deleted scene in the pilot episode. I remember you mentioned um, we that. We talked about that. Mm-hmm. A little bit. And then he says, you know, uh, that line of, you know, my original name is Darwesh Ghani, but, you know, Middle Eastern guys don't make it far in politics. And then he it's like the deleted scene in the pilot was as if the interviewing team was asking, like, what about Barack Obama? But then they had Leslie ask that in this, which I think is wonderful because that joke is so good. So I'm glad that it came back. I I like that a lot. Um, I also have a question Mm -hmm. as to. So Tom's plan was to be in politics this whole time. Yeah, well, I think that it was like the thing that led to the bigger thing. But I think that he wanted the connections to be more of a like, I don't know. It just seemed it wasn't necessarily to like help the people. It just seems like he wanted the name mm-hmm. almost. Yeah, you know? just because I thought that was interesting when he said that. Right. Like, but, you know, guys, with the Indian names don't make it far in politics. But then I was like, he, I don't think we any of us ever really thought like politics was your end game. Yeah. Right, right, right. I think he just wanted like a more prominent name in local government or like just in general. I don't know that he like I don't know what title he would be searching for. Like, I don't think he was trying to be city councilor or something, but I think he just likes the connections that you get when you're in politics. I like that reason. So the farther you get, the more connections you have. I don't know. That's just what my thought was. But um, yeah, I don't know. Speaking of Tom, okay, we find out what TH stands for on his shirt. He's especially ha- uh, had it monogrammed, Tom Haverford. Everyone thought it was Tommy Hilfiger, myself mm-hmm. included, because I hadn't watched this episode in a really long time. I was like, oh, okay, he's getting into Tommy H. That's cool. But no, it's him. Which, <laughs> how did he not see that coming? Being someone who like seems to be right. good in fashion, right? you have to know that the TH mm-hmm. was going to probably be seen as Tommy Hilfiger. Yeah. 100%. I just have this line that I love from Tom. When she's yes, like, you, like, you know, you need to wear black. And she hands over her sweatshirt and he says, I'm pretty bummed this fits. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And it's such a throwaway it line. Like you almost miss it, I feel. He has a lot of those because he had that throwaway line in the last episode, too, about the cowboy. That could have been improvised, too. Yeah, about the cowboy, too. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. There's so many. They're so good. That's what these shows do, though. They make you think that everything is an improvisation because it's so and good. And everything could be. And everything could be written. That's how freaking yeah. good they are. Ugh, so good. Amazing. Yeah. Oh, also, Tom is bugging the crap out of me because she's trying to take these pictures and he's, like, oh, pushing it out of the way. And I'm like, you are being such a little... This I just don't understand this dynamic, Holly. Because if yeah, it's very strange. He basically works for her. It's very mm-hmm. weird. He does. And I would not yeah. put up with yeah, that I shit. Hate it. I'll tell you that right now. 
<laughs> yeah. And like, I don't stop. I don't stop. put up with it with my own stop brother. <laughs> like if he did that, I would literally yeah. like, yeah. Uh, my God. So dumb. Okay. But now, now I'm ready. So dumb. Mark and Ann. Okay. Yes. Anna's really cute. I like that she cut her hair. Love that. Um, I I don't know why I picked up on this, but I, for some reason, picked up on how she pronounced it, uh, rat, Ratatouille. She says, I would say Ratatouille, and she said Ratatouille. And I was like, oh, okay. Maybe that was, maybe that's the, pronun- the correct pronunciation, but now I don't I'm know, thinking, whatever. Um, now I'm trying to think how I say it. Ratatouille. I would say, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. Um, but also, like, this just seems awkward. I don't like it. I don't know. Maybe it's just because I know, like, how it ends or something. But I just, I don't know. No. It just seems weird. I'm going to be honest with you. I have always kind of been meh about this relationship. Um, It just doesn't, it doesn't click for me. And, you know, we yeah. kind of see that at the end of the episode, too. And, you know, maybe it does kind of impact us because we know the way it ends. But, yeah, mm-hmm. this banter, like... I don't know if I liked a guy and I was like excited to go on a date with him and he asked me, are you ready to go? I don't think I would respond. Oh no, I need like an hour, like another hour to get ready. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And and she doesn't say it like jokingly almost. It's like very bland and dry and like, (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. You know? I like that she raises her eyebrows though when he doesn't know it's a joke. I really like that. She's like, oh God. (laughs) (laughs) This is going to be fun, I think, is what she says. Right, exactly. But I do feel, I wonder, because I feel like they've kind of created a little bit of a rapport. um, And -hmm. so maybe that's why she feels a little more comfortable being like a little more dry, a little more humorous instead of like, oh, this is a dude that I haven't like really known at all unless like I'm romantically attracted to him. Because she didn't look at him like that really ever before until he asked her out. And truthfully, we kind of know that even if you hadn't seen like the rest of the uh, series that that, like she's kind of just trying this out. Like, I don't know if she's really super mega excited about it she's kind of just like okay we'll see you know what I mean she's just like I gotta get back out there so it doesn't seem like she's like super mega stoked about like he's cute I'm gonna be excited all of the time she's just like okay we're doing it I can be myself whatever you know yeah yeah and I think I think you're right there's a little bit more setup to yeah yeah I think I think if we had a little bit more setup it wouldn't seem so bland right 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 um, I do love that um, Leslie says that she turns uh, that she turned Mark down. I love that. I thought that was cute. Yeah. I had a little note that I was like, yes, queen. Yes, you did. And I also <laughs> wrote Tom, believe her. Like, mm-hmm. because he puts on this like, you know, there's no way Mark like asked you out and you didn't and you said no. Right. Like, right. Which I feel like people do that all the time. They put this stigma of like, well, no, you're not at that caliber. So obviously that didn't right. happen, which is dumb. Ugh. So dumb. Yeah. Hate it. So I like that. I, I agree. I like that Leslie made that happen. Yeah. Also, I, for the longest time, had Shovel Guitar, the song, stuck in my head. I don't know. It's so fucking catchy. Shovel Guitar. Shovel Guitar. guitar. Somebody wants to play a Shovel Guitar. Shovel Guitar. Yeah. I think I think Leslie has ADHD. In my oh, professional know, opinion. In this episode, <laughs> I think she has ADHD. You're probably right. I mean, honestly, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I just like this, the amount of energy and then the fact that she's done with shovel guitar and she immediately has something else to go to. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Um, 
this question is so terrible that Leslie asks uh, Tom. Yes, I mean, oh although gosh. Tom is dumb, but this is, I think this is like the joke too. And this is what they're so good at doing is like kind of telling you, you know, that this should not be a question. But yeah, like, where are you really from? People of color get that question all of the time. Like, where are you actually from? Like, we were conceived where? So annoying, but very well written because obviously Leslie means no harm. But also that was like a shitty question to ask. Right. And like, I think there's a, I hate using the term politically correct, but I think there's like a politically correct way to ask that. Like, right? What? Where mm-hmm. are you from ethnically or? But like, I, I just feel like it has to come up naturally. It can't just be like what Leslie did with like, so like, where, what is your yeah. deal? <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. Like, you can't just ask. I don't know. <laughs> oh my God, Karen, you can't just ask people if they're white. white. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Stupid. <laughs> Uh, anyway oh i did skip over oh okay well first of all that was where okay so i have in my notes that that's actually where he brings up his real name but i did skip over um ron and the janitor like Mm -hmm. the eye contact that they share working late and then like oh that weird ass eye contact is so awkward yeah i agree i 100 i loved it though it's the best (laughs) okay andy looks so dirty He's so dirty. They do such a good job of making him oh, look dirty. He's living in a pit. He needs to look <laughs> <No>. dirty. <laughs> I know. He's so he's gross. So gross. <laughs> I also can't get over the fact it's so well acted by Chris Pratt. But I cannot I, I cannot get over this fact that he is pulling carrots out of the ground and immediately putting them in his mouth. There's like yeah, yeah, yeah. no cleaning process for him yeah he probably has no idea like what is in it he's just so starving and he's like whatever i need food. yeah it's gross because i don't know if anybody has had this happen but we have a lot we get like orders of cilantro at the restaurant and if we don't wash it like there's still dirt in it because sometimes mm-hmm, it needs absolutely. like a couple washes before it's like ready that's how it is at the grocery yeah. store too yeah 100%. so like imagine how much dirt you're eating when you just pull them out yep, of the ground it- like that it's gross nope that shit ain't right. No, it's not. <laughs> but much like, much like Shovel Guitar, I had his sugar high yes, thing stuck in my head high. for a long time, too. <laughs> sugar high. Sugar high. <laughs> also, he didn't think that this there's a string in yes, his candy Yes, oh my gosh, I so can't. Dumb. Holy, I can't. <laughs> He's like, not in this one. We should probably get you something more substantial. Yeah. <laughs> there's a string in that. Not in this one. Okay. <laughs> Like, that's such a child response though like hundred they always say something along those lines like oh well i don't have to do it this time though you know right right 100 percent. i also love that we are seeing so this is kind of where it's jumping back and forth between ron and and the mm-hmm. stakeout but like i do love that we're seeing that this is kind of our first like april and ron like friend yes, moment happening it. I love seeing it. She comes back to save him. What a nice moment of her caring. <laughs> I know. Well, I think it's because she's they're on the same level, right? They're the same type of people. They don't outwardly mm-hmm. care for people very easily, that kind of stuff. They're very mm-hmm. similar. And I think it's, you know, a testament to, like, later on when she becomes his assistant, it's just so perfect because they are the exact same. Yeah. I know. I yeah. love it. I love it. I also it. love that she fake leaves. <laughs> Are you still there? Yes. <laughs> I know. There was a deleted scene, too, um, where she kind of keeps ranting off uh, 
like reasons that he would be sick or not, you know, mm-hmm. moving or whatever. And uh, there was so much. I, I and I know that she also comes from I. Th- believe she did stand up which I just learned um but she she also I think she's done some improv stuff yeah I have to send you so you guys um if you don't already listen to um Mike Berbiglia who is a comedian uh he has a podcast out called working it out it's so good and uh she was Aubrey Plaza was the most recent guest and she talked about how she did stand up uh and I was like oh my god and the reason that they talked about that was because she recently uh hosted and I think has since hosted maybe twice or three times the indie spirit awards for indie movies because she's like a huge actor slash producer of uh of indie movies and uh yeah she was like when i was hosting it brought back like memories of doing stand-up and like i haven't done this in so long blah blah blah. and i was like what that's crazy no idea yeah so and you'll see we'll talk about it a little bit i did my um i did some homework for the next uh week as well and there she has a lot of improvisations and like shit she makes up so i'm really glad they're utilizing her yeah i think i I don't know why we we didn't assume that already being that that's kind of mike sure and greg daniels yeah thing right Mm -hmm. casting people that are really good at that no because she's not one that like i automatically go to for that you know I need mm-hmm. to quickly backtrack real fast when they're when they're trying yes. to get Andy, yes. you know, to come into the the van with them. Um, mm-hmm. It's my favorite line because he thinks <laughs> about it for a hot second, right? And he says, "I don't know, guys. I'm supposed to have a rock fight with some crazy guy," which I just <laughs> right, it's like twenty minutes late, <laughs> which made me laugh so hard. Like when I watched it, because I'm like, "That's your reasoning for not like." For not I know. hanging out with them is like, oh, but I'm supposed to rock, throw rocks at this guy, you know? Right. I know. I love that. He's taking it oh, very yeah. seriously. This is a meeting for him. That's his equivalent yes. of a Zoom meeting. I wonder if he wears his suit to his rock fight. <laughs> I know. Good question. Good question. Well, now I'm at the where Tom uh, gets arrested. Yes. <laughs> so we have... <laughs> Mark and Anne getting back. Mm, mm-hmm. Again, more mm-hmm. awkward for me. <laughs> yes, <laughs> because I know. He's like, well, well, ask me in for a nightcap. And, like, I understand what he's doing. If we had I if know. we had seen several more dates with them, I'm sure it would have been a little cuter. But it's just like, yeah. oh, Mark, no. Yeah, I, I know. I do like that line. I think it's cute. Mm-hmm. And I think it would have worked if it maybe was a different couple. And it almost, for me personally, uh, it was like 85% there. But then the other percent of me was like, Meh. I don't know. Yeah. And I, I really like Paul Schneider. But I, the, I do too. the way he plays that when he's like, oh, no. Like, he wasn't supposed to mm-hmm. say, yes, I'll come inside, right? It was yeah. like, it almost, well, I like the way he played Mark there. Yeah. Oh, I do too. It, I think it's it, great. It's uncomfortable to watch, but you're mm-hmm. like, I can understand Mark because Mark has been going home with these women for probably yeah. years now, and he's found one that he actually wants to impress and take things slow right. and do the right things with. So he's probably a little out of his comfort zone. So I thought I thought the way Paul played it was great, but also Mark makes me uncomfortable in that moment. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh huh. I think that it was so well done because, like, your nerves make you just be dumb sometimes and say just the 
weirdest things you're like oh or like in in the weirdest way so yeah mm-hmm. yeah i'm with I'm you i'm like the most awkward human when i'm nervous i'm <laughs> yeah, not it's a, it's, it's different bad like mm-hmm. i'm like I'm, I'm usually a pretty composed person and then i'm nervous <laughs> and i'm like hmm, i can't function like this <laughs> <laughs> yeah definitely brings out some crazies but that's okay i haven't i don't know that i've seen you nervous but yeah, i don't know how to don't explain know. it i'm i, I don't in my think- lifetime anyway that's okay. No, I I hope that I'll never find that out because you're amazing and you shouldn't be nervous in any situation. But <laughs> I don't I don't think we I've ever been nervous around you. I think I think yeah. from the second we met, it was just very comfortable at ease. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't ever feel like I don't know. And like hopefully some of you guys can relate to this with like your best friend. But I just always felt like accepted no matter who I was or what I was doing with you. Oh, you know? so I never, I never was like, is Holly going to think this is cool? I was like, Holly will love it because she loves me. She just gives <laughs> me that vibe, you know? That's so, so real, it's always though. I'm glad you got that. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. Oh, Maddie. I'm I love blushing. you. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Well, everything and right back at you. Okay. Well, so now I'm at... Uh, where Tom is getting arrested. Do you have anything before that, though? Let's go. Let's get into it because this is the thing. Okay, so I have a big like paragraph note, you guys. Um, so first of all, okay, so they call. Tom gets locked out of the van. I definitely feel like um, Leslie and Andy could have heard him <laughs> because they weren't that far away. It was pretty immediate. It was pretty much like, oh crap, I can't get in the van. Like either run after them and get the keys, or run after them and go get food with them. Right. Very strange. But okay. So a little bit of a fun slash not really fun fact, but you know, just interesting little moment tidbit. This was based on the real life arrest of Henry Louis Gates in 2009. Have you heard this? No, but this is amazing that it's taken from a real arrest because I had so many feelings about it. Yes. Okay. Okay. Let me tell you everything, girl. Okay. So this was um, based off the real life arrest of a guy named Henry Louis Gates in 2009, which of course is the same year that this aired. He is an author, professor, documentary filmmaker. He's actually the host of Finding Your Roots on PBS, which is a show that um, they find like the genealogy. It's a lot of famous people that have been on that show. Um, But anyway, he's also a professor. Uh, He was a professor at Harvard and he was returning from a trip home. Uh, from China to Cambridge because that's where he lived Um, and his front door was jammed so him and his taxi driver tried to unjam it and then someone saw that called the cops on him because they thought it was a break-in and um, needless to say Henry Louis Gates is black and he said uh, and he was the same as Tom in the sense Tom took it a little too far because of comedy but he was the same in the sense where he um was talking back to the cops as well Mm. because they were like um you need to step outside whatever and the internet again this is the internet this is all conjecture but i do think that it's real um he said uh henry lewis gates said i'll step outside to your mama (laughs) and (laughs) and that was parodied when tom says i'll step into your mama's van you know so they do all this in a deleted scene actually where you know tom actually says like all of the things and uh they spell it out a little bit more where they say like this is just like that one thing in uh in heart or at harvard or that guy or whatever and i'm kind of glad that they cut that part because i think it's more i just think that it's better storytelling to not really spell it out Mm -hmm. or whatever um but so they arrested um, Henry Louis Gates and uh, all charges eventually were dropped. Thank God. Um, but this definitely sparked a national race conversation about the police. Uh, Obama spoke on it publicly. Um, and I just like 
Number one is despicable, but I just like want, I've been recently been watching a lot of TV shows that like were, um, that I don't feel are, um, publicized enough, including Fresh Prince. I just don't, I mean, I know everyone knows that, but like, I don't think that it's as big of a deal as it should be. Girlfriends, Insecure, um, Girlfriends I've been watching because it's on Netflix and it's literally the same premise as Sex and the City, but they're all black women. And I'm like, why the fuck hasn't this been more like you know, in the spotlight. Uh, publicized or yeah, in the spotlight or movies made out of like Sex and the City has. And like the thing about it, and uh, I know I'm on, on a bit of a uh, soapbox, but I promise I'll come down in a moment. It's just that like people have been acting like race has only been an issue this last year. And I'm like, motherfuckers, listen up. Can you please go back to literally the beginning of time? Race has been talked about way long before 2020, including on all of these TV shows. You just haven't heard of it because a white person was not at the center of it. And so I just like it's despicable. But I also love that they are shedding light on this. And I'm glad that I was able to like relay that information as far as like this being based on a real like incident because I wouldn't have known that um I obviously like know that that's like a thing that happens of course but like the fact that you know black people are uh you know black parents teach their kids how to speak to uh police officers or people of color in general kind of like have that conversation with their kids um so like it is a thing it's a real issue uh and it's very prevalent obviously recently but like I didn't realize that this was a thing in 2009 and I don't think I don't know I mean I guess in 2009 I was a junior in high school and I just feel like I should have but I wasn't as involved in politics I mean that is something that the last four years have given us I feel um if there's any sort of silver lining is that young people are getting more Mm -hmm. involved um or just aware, maybe not even involved, but just aware of what the fuck is going on outside your own door. So anyway, I thought that was really uh, interesting that they based this. And this also goes back to last episode where they are really trying, going back to the show, trying to get into the topical issues, not necessarily putting a stance on it per se, but definitely um, being more... Uh, aware of the culture and the, the current events that are happening. And I have like a big, huge thing for next episode, just a little like preview, but, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, so Henry Louis Gates was who this was based yeah. off of. I have, a, I have a lot of thoughts on this and I think, I think this episode hits differently watching it now than mm-hmm. when it came oh, out. Oh yeah. Oh, that's such a good point. We've had, we've had 100%. more examples and real life examples that have been in the spotlight since this come came out mm-hmm. right just in this last year even mm-hmm. we've had a lot of um a lot of this kind of brought to light and like i said i have a lot of thoughts and i have a lot of feelings but holly i think you really just you you put it so well like it's just it's unacceptable you know i i 100 percent do not think that tom's arrest was warranted i don't think tom should have right. talked back the way he did you know but <laughs> right, yeah. And that I don't part know was why. Like, tricky. I, if I was Tom, and this is, I don't know if there's something wrong with me. But when he asked for identification, I wouldn't have questioned it. I would have just been like, "Here's my ID," you know. And yeah, you know, just because I like, I'm like, I'm not going to start something when there's nothing here to be started anyway. But again, yeah. it's still not warranted because disorderly conduct. It, I don't think that's just talking back to a cop, right? Don't you have to be doing something? Per, it has to be pretty aggressive langu- language for it to be. Well, and that's the tricky part where I feel like the cop right. can decide right. that, you yeah. know? 
So, so the cop decides what your disorderly conduct is, and that to him was, and I guess it was in Henry Louis Gates, like right. as well. So I don't, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't agree with Tom being arrested. Um, and I mean, all that to say, like, I also am on this side of like, not every cop is awful, you know, but it's a yeah. problem and it needs to be addressed, you know? So there's something, something yeah. has to change. Yeah. Well, yeah. And also, like, he showed him the ID. Right. So I don't understand there's, why it was a big deal. Like, you have identification. You have literally all the proof you fucking I need. Step off now. Okay, ne- bye. There was no need for him to arrest him. He didn't punch no. you. He didn't, like, shoot you. He wasn't armed. Yeah, like, I'm get not, out of here. Not a fan of it. Yeah. So needless to say, I think that was a really good scene. It sparked a lot of conversation. And I think that I didn't even really think of it that way, Maddie. I think that uh, I definitely would have had thoughts about it in 2009, but I mm-hmm. for sure have 100,000 more thoughts right. this year. That's wild. Yeah. I didn't. It's yeah. Different. That's awesome. Uh, are we going to talk about Louis? Yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I I think the my, I meant to tell you or talk to you about this before we started um, airing, but uh, I think we can talk about it in the process. You guys can hear this <laughs> uh, if I decide uh-huh. to keep it in. But I'm going to talk about the character. Agreed. I'm not going to mention any choices. Well, I'll mention some choices, but I'm going to talk about the character. I'll leave it okay. at that. I'm not going to talk about the dude who played him. I'm just going to talk about the character. Cool. And how it so was we'll leave all his... Um bullshit yeah his filmography out of it oh yeah 100 percent. yeah i don't need to discuss anything of that i'm on the same page (laughs) as you i did that i took the notes just in case but i was like i don't think we need to talk about this (laughs) i mean i don't yeah i just don't think it's necessary no i mean no i don't know he's a character okay um i do have to say though before we get there um Andy like jumps into the pit when uh I I can't remember if it's like when it was but he literally like does a somersault yeah. <laughs> into the pit. <laughs> like we've seen so many fa- people fall in. Like there's no way he's not going at least like 10 feet into that thing, right? Oh my god, it looks really scary. <laughs> also, another thing with Andy is when he finds out that he's on a she's on Anne's on a date with Mark, he like just falls. And Also, I noticed Andy's eating, right? They're walking back. Leslie doesn't have food, but Tom called out, I want two cheeseburgers and a green tea when they were leaving, right? Mm -hmm. They do not have Tom's food. They don't have any food for Tom. So I just thought I'd mention that because there's nothing there. Yeah, Andy's eating it all. I also love Leslie's delivery of like, what? No, Mark. What? What? (laughs) (laughs) It's, It's classic Leslie. I think... That is just, yeah. it's carried through the whole way because there are episodes in three seasons from now where she'll, she'll phrase things like that. So mm-hmm. it's well done. Yep, absolutely. I love that we get this just weird snap to Ron and he and the lights mm. turn off on him. Something that's funny and it is worth mentioning is that Nick Offerman, when he was talking about this episode, um, and I found this online, I'm guessing he said this in an interview or something, but basically he barely moves. He's very quiet throughout the episode. And he said he learned to use his humor amid silence while serving as an altar boy and a lector at his church. And he said that he had a cousin in the congregation that would like speak with, you know, the and like. Or he had a cousin in the congregation and his cousin thought that he was like very, you know, stoic and like composed um, because he would speak in this very like 
effective manner kind of thing just the way that he's speaking Mm -hmm. now but he was really just being facetious and then he'd get in trouble for cracking up his cousin and so like he brought that into this like character i'm guessing and i was like what that makes so much sense i love that (laughs) i love it too i love this scene with leslie all caps (laughs) this is me this is me, I feel. And you would do it, too, I feel, if you yeah, were provoked. She, she's throwing a two-year-old tantrum. Yeah, I love it. But I but I feel it. <laughs> and support it, yeah, truthfully. It's a valid, she's being valid, let's be honest. Especially after yeah. the conversation we just had, right? Like, we don't think that Tom should have been arrested. I don't think it was warranted. And I would feel mm-hmm. the same way. Like, I, yeah, but I just... 100%. I love the way Amy's p- playing it. Like a, like a toddler. Yeah. Like, she's slim. No! No, like slamming her fist on the <laughs> counter. I love it. Yeah, this is one of my most favorite gifts that I use. Yes. <laughs> um, there is a deleted scene where Dave Sanderson says that he hates uh, arresting people because they never want to go with him. <laughs> <laughs> like they never, uh, I thought that Wrong was a really funny choice, line. Buddy. Right. He says he also discusses strategies for calming people down in this deleted scene, including using a soft voice, eye contact, and tasing them. (laughs) Wow, that escalated so quickly from calm voice to taser. Well, and like, and he says it all in a calm voice too, which is really interesting. Um, And that's what makes it funny. And then he also said some people get really hurtful. You know, some guy called me a dummy. Um, So that was all deleted. I liked that. Um, I guess he didn't have siblings growing up, because that's a pretty. I know, right? Yeah, I don't remember when this happens, but I think it. I think it is when when they're out. It's either when they're in his office or when they're out in the lobby of the police station. And this is like, I'm gonna bring Ron Swanson down here. I'm gonna bring Mm. Ron Swanson, and it cuts to him in the dark room, and then cuts back. Right. Right. It's so it, that's another thing I'm talking about, right? They do such a great job of linking Ron into this without him being anywhere other than City Hall. Right. Like, I just think it's really, really well done. It so is. I also love the, can I call you Dave? And he's like, well, my mom likes David, but I mean, I'm kind of split. <laughs> like, I think that line is so good because it's like, no, mm-hmm. it's, I'm not really asking your permission. <laughs> like, Right, exactly. She calls him both, too. She says David right. and David. <laughs> yeah, I did catch... I have not caught that before that she calls him David, but she does. Mm-hmm. I also love this line, I was born ready. When April comes back... Oh, my God. I I literally wrote in all caps, I have a full belly laugh at I was born ready. I'm Ron fucking Swanson. Oh, I love it so much. Because it's such a used <laughs> line, right? It's nothing original. Like, so many people say, right. I'm born ready. But the way he delivers it, and just the fact that it's like this situation you know it's beautiful and the whole april pushing ron down the hallway i can't (laughs) i just can't have you ever tried to do that by the way no i don't think so it's it's hard it's hard because to keep it in like a straight line you don't know the 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 balance shift that it is Mm -hmm. yeah yeah a couple things is that uh yeah first of all i think that 
it's also so much more funny because uh, Ron has just been silent this whole entire time. Mm-hmm. He hasn't really been saying much of anything. And so when he says that I'm Ron <laughs> Swanson, it just takes you off guard, yeah. I think, the timing of it. <laughs> and secondly, <laughs> when she's pushing him down the hallway, I thought about uh, Cafe Disco. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Phyllis <laughs> yes. breaks her back or whatever the hell. And they try to push her on this chair. Oh, my God. Too much. Oh, he, so Ron has had the handkerchief tied around his hand the whole mm-hmm. time so when he sneezes yeah. he does not let go of it right right he's like using it as a brace almost yeah i don't know if i've ever noticed that that's what it was but i looked this time because i was mm-hmm. like he's holding yeah. something and I, it's it's the handkerchief he sneezes into in the beginning yeah i did the same thing i was like what is that okay i am now at the end of anna mark's yes. date and he kisses her on the cheek yes very precious i, I agree with that i like that because i think anna was kind of not ready Mm-hmm. You know, hey, you yeah, I like that me. line too. Hey, you kind of kissed mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Yes, I did. I do love the camera work going in and out of focus on Andy, like they swing it back around. Uh, it was really sad, but also I was yeah. like, okay, Andy, get out of here. I know. <laughs> so there, I was half and half toward. Feels so bad for Andy, but at the same time, it's like, dude, you had your chance, and you were a little child, and you need to get over it and move on and be, you know. Yeah, and if you really cared, then you would like go get a job or I don't know, do something else to be worthy of Anna. So, but I don't think we see more of that through the season, right? He does make those changes, but he also is just really, he kind of steps in the wrong direction in some ways too. So I love that this nice, sweet, genuine Tom comes out for a brief second. That is literally my next note. Yeah. And he does not bash Mark. Tom is a huge Mm -hmm. Mark fan. So he's like, he's like, look, Mark's an idiot. Like, you're too good for him. And I love this. Mm. And then he goes right back into, like, keep it in your pants. Nope. Not, <laughs> not me. me. <laughs> I know. I love that. It's <laughs> so good. I like that we see, like, a brief portion of the capability that Tom has to be sweet. Yeah. So hopefully we build on that. <laughs> yeah. I think that's one of the things that they kind of learn from the first season, right? Is like, okay, I think mm-hmm. we took him a little too far. And we're gonna steer yeah. him around because he does. He, I mean, yeah. he's 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 a jerk through a lot of the series, but he has his mm-hmm. moments as well. Yeah. So right, and they definitely touch on that. This is like swagger. This is an act, you know. And some of it's who he really is, but a lot of it is just like he's trying to be cool. Um, you know. I have another Leslie ADHD moment. Oh my gosh! Say it. She asks Tom if he thinks mini golf's open. <laughs> Home slept on a bench and he's been in jail like girl oh my god your energy is yeah she asks him if he wants to do breakfast or like whatever else we can do to keep the party going i love that yeah me too yeah, the only thing I have is that um, Dave had a uh, a talking head, and there was an improvised line of um, that line where he said, "I was attracted to her in a sexual manner that was appropriate." Um, that was improvised. Um, most of that was written, but the like the character choice uh, was like obviously that was um, mostly you know improvised. Okay, let's let's go to the tag. I am. Um, I love that Tom takes this moment to con- like. To confront them and be like, yo, mm-hmm. thanks for calling the cops on me, which I kind of understand. But at the same time, I'm like, I would also probably do the same thing if there was like a black figure. I'm trying to put myself in that position. And then yeah. um, <laughs> I just love Anne's line. 
when he's like, we, to be fair, we didn't think you were a pervert. We thought you were a criminal. And she's like, to be fair, I, I still think he's a pervert. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, 100%. Which I think um, was interesting that they did try to kind of paint the picture of him being a pervert because they saw, and like that's one of the other reasons that he was like, quote unquote, arrested right. or whatever. Um, so that's another like tricky blurry line but still um he was a parks thing Mm -hmm. and like or parks employee and they didn't give him enough time to explain but regardless um my question is like what happened to the weed was there weed was it not weed like what like where is it doesn't dave go down and he's like these are the tops of carrots or did do you think somebody came and like pulled all the weed see i don't know was there ever weed it looked like i don't know it didn't look like carrots to me but i could be very wrong yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just don't know. So also side note, speaking of him going down to the pit to look for the weed, um, I don't know if I would think maybe it's a double standard thing, but or maybe he was just saying it because he was attracted to her. But I don't think it's cute if he like if I ha- if I saw somebody that was like using this as an excuse to stalk their ex lovers mm-hmm. date. He, he was like, I think it's kind of cute, actually. And I was like, really? it's not cute. It's though. not. <laughs> like, if that's what she was actually doing, which she wasn't. Right. <laughs> like, what? Yeah, definitely not cute. <laughs> so that's really that's random. But, uh, yeah. Definitely weird. <laughs> Anyways, but um, do you have any no, other notes? It. I'm done with stakeout. Oh, my gosh. Okay. We did, we it. did it. Next up, we've got beauty pageant, mm, you guys, which, so oh, my gosh. I've got so much good stuff. So many good things going yes. on um quick note i've posted it about posted mm-hmm. it i've posted about it um but if you are a parks uh department employee or any local government employee or you know somebody please let me know because i would love to interview you or ask questions or have you be on the pod briefly whatever um but yeah you can follow us on instagram park pals podcast or you can email us at park pals podcast at gmail.com I think I also posted my email in there as well. But apart from that, you know, don't forget to rate us and subscribe. And um, we will see you next week. And review, write a review. We might read it. Who knows? (laughs) Yeah. You know. But anyway, thanks so much for listening. And um, we'll now be going to therapy. So we'll see you next week if this is where you end. But if not, we'll um, see you soon. See you next week. There's a park and some pals and there's also therapy too. Um, okay, so therapy time. Um, I guess I'll start really briefly because yeah. I don't have a ton to say, truthfully. Um, so, <laughs> okay, okay, cool. So, the time change was um, yesterday for us. Um, Arizona does not change time, which I totally forgot about. And, <laughs> and I do, I mean, I do appreciate this time change because I do love that there is more light out that is wonderful um but I've been talking to a couple people and I thought it was just me because yesterday I took a nap like like not really on purpose and I think I slept way longer than I needed to and I got really frustrated and my head hurt and I was like oh god this is not what napping is supposed to be I'm just really bad at napping in general mm. so um but that like lingered on into today and I was like <sighs> This is really annoying. I just woke up feeling frustrated and it kind of lasted the whole day. And I was just like, this is really frustrating and annoying. And like, this has definitely helped, obviously. But I was like, why am I so groggy and like dead? And then I've talked to a couple people that are feeling the same exact way. Um, But I think it's a mixture. So it's not only the time change, but it's also like, because that just takes getting used to. I do like the time change, um, or at least Mm -hmm. this one anyway. Um, But I think the other thing is that I'm really, and I'm just being a, 
complaining bitch at this point, but I am just like real done with COVID. Like I (laughs) have had a few things that I've been wanting to schedule and it's just been a fucking shit show. Also, um, COVID testing is no longer free. Fun fact. So yeah. Uh, depending on your insurance, but yeah, most places, including the drive-through places will charge you an office visit. I think some places like there are some drive-through places here that I didn't, um, I researched and it wasn't the same like site that I used to go to like website that I used to go to. So I went to an urgent care where a month ago it was free and I went, uh, yesterday and it costed me $170. Are you serious? That's and they're okay. going to submit it to it's not OK. They submitted it to my insurance, but I went ahead and paid a portion of it so that they could see like, OK, you paid something and then like the insurance can reimburse you if you want to. And like my HSA card was not accepted there. And I was like, I have money on this fucking HSA card. It was like making me so livid. But I took the hit because I'm the one that's going to be singing at this thing that I got tested for. So I'm not going right. to be masked. And I think everyone else will be masked. And, you know, when you sing, you breathe and spit and whatever the hell. So I was like, OK, fine, I'll fucking do it. But yeah, it's no longer covered anymore um and for some people I don't think it was ever covered but for the most part like it yeah it it was free and so that really pissed me off um Mm -hmm. and I was like okay I guess I after this I won't do anything that requires testing I'm around people yeah like I just uh, and I'm just really really over it and I'm like I'm trying really hard to be safe and compliant and now you're gonna charge me almost $200 to be safe so like I don't know what mm-hmm. you want from me at this point point. and then like not that I live there but I was really frustrated with like Texas and certain places that are like nope you don't need a mask anymore regardless of if you haven't been vaccinated who cares all bars are open at 100% our fucking governor and at this point I don't care because we're not talking about the episode I, this is purely mm-hmm. my opinion not representative of Park Pals or Parks and Rec or NBC Universal <laughs> <laughs> but our governor did a little video downtown on Broadway and was like hey Spring Breakers we're open and if you need a place to come like party and touristy and whatever the fuck we're open and I'm just like you might as well have asked them if anyone else if you if they've gotten COVID yet because come on down here we're open for COVID you know what I mean like it was so gnarly and he wasn't wearing a mask and I was just like you know this is so fucked up and Broadway does not need any more fucking people on there okay And also, why are bars being open at 100 fucking percent when school teachers haven't even been like all the way vaccinated? Are you kidding me? I'm sorry. I'm so livid about it. And I think that's what's like bubbling Mm -hmm. up and making me frustrated. But so that's what I feel at this moment. Things are just happening, probably not in the same order that we would like them to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm just hoping by July, like uh, President Biden says that hopefully we'll get to a point when um, we're all vaccinated by July. You know what I mean? Or at least everyone has the option right. to be vaccinated. Yeah. So. Let's hope. Anyway, that's my therapy. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean that to come like I was yelling at anyone. I was really just yelling at the yeah, situation. This is how we talk to each other, by the way, guys. Usually. <laughs> and I think we learned very, very early on that we weren't yelling at each other. But like if things get yeah. heated. I'm going to raise my voice at Holly, but I'm not yelling at Holly. I'm yelling (laughs) at the situation. Right. So just don't feel attacked by this. (sighs) Right. And I'm sure a lot of, I'm sure I'm not alone in that. So it's fine. So I only have really one thing to share and it's because. Okay. If you've been listening from the very beginning, you've kind of got a gist of what my situation has been through COVID. 
specifically with my mama. I get to see my mom on Friday. Oh like, my god! I'm gonna cry. I almost I almost oh shared god. this when we recorded last week, and then I realized, hey, this is gonna come out right before she gets on the plane, and I don't want her to know because it's a surprise, everybody. My mom does not know Yay! that she's gonna see me on Friday. She thinks she's my brother's gonna pick her up in Chicago. And mm-hmm. that's all that's happening. But my brother and I talked before he left for Illinois. And I I wasn't supposed to see my mom till possibly like May or June. And so it was like, okay. Like, because she was, has to come and then she has to like, she needs to like get her, her house on the market and stuff. So mm-hmm. um, she wasn't going to be able to travel for a while. And, you know, we were sitting there talking. And we we're like, why would I not just so, like go? and be there so Mm -hmm. my boss is awesome and was like yeah totally take the time off if you get there and you're like you need more time with your mom just tell me and we'll give you more days off and I was like you've got to be kidding me this is amazing amazing so I am (laughs) oh I'm like and Holly can attest this because when I booked my flight I called I did a voice memo to Holly and I think I was literally crying in my voice so (laughs) to you I was like (laughs) I get to see my mom so it's been officially 15 months crazy since I've seen her so to be counting down that in three days I literally land 20 minutes before she does oh my god so like what's your plan or do you have a plan so Connor and I are talking this week about it I have to call him and talk okay um it sounds like he's gonna bring his girlfriend which is great because okay that her her plane lands at 6 30 in the morning so he's gonna have to leave Peoria at like 3 30 or 4 so I'm glad he's gonna have somebody Mm -hmm. in the car with him to keep him awake um and then she also, she yeah. was, she like texted me and she's like, Connor told me that you're, you're coming to surprise your mom. Can I videotape it? And I was like, nothing would make me happier. So. I know I was going to ask that. I was going to say yeah. that should be a thing so that if, happens for if sure. If we get a good recording, I will probably post it because I'm going to be so freaking excited. Yes. And I feel like so many people know, you know, like if there's one yeah. thing people in my life yeah. know right now, it's that I haven't seen my mom for 15 months. <laughs> so. Um, right, right, yeah. right. But I'm right, just right. overly excited. Um, because my mom has to go through customs because she's coming from out of the country, um, she'll land and then she has to do probably, she'll probably, it'll take her another 30, 40 minutes to get through customs and get her baggage and everything. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to have plenty of time for Connor to pick me up and then we can loop back around to the international terminal and um, set up a surprise there. Like I kind of want to sneak up behind her. I don't know though. But I know she. Yeah. I know. I think she's gonna cry when she sees Connor. I know. And I think I think she's gonna like lose it when she sees me. So, yeah. Yeah, because she has no idea. I was gonna say like you could totally do like some dumb thing. Like you could ask her like, "Excuse me, do you know where um the ticketing booth is?" I was literally just thinking that, Holly. Are you kidding me? (laughs) I was gonna tap her on the shoulder and say, "Excuse me, do you know where I can find?" and then say something. (laughs) Oh, yes. And this has been really hard because when I booked my ticket, I really wanted to tell my stepdad and be like, Randy, oh my gosh, guess who I'm going to see? But I'm like, that's, they literally only see each other basically. And I was like, he's mm-hmm. going to accidentally say something. And he's not yeah. going to do it intentionally, but something's going to give it away. Yeah. So yeah, nobody that talks to my mom other than Connor knows, like on a regular that's basis. So, so I'm like, just, just keep it under wraps. So, yeah. so that, you know, like three more days, I get to see her in three more days. So I'm, I'm ecstatic. That's so crazy. So you're flying in Friday. Uh, and then when do you, you come back on Monday? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So just the weekend. And then are they, are, I mean, are you seeing her any other time? Like oh yeah. That? She, she said she's not going back to Singapore until she's seen us several times. My stepdad also just got his first okay. vaccination. 
Um, so oh, I think I think my understanding at this time, and if anybody lives in Singapore and is listening to this and wants to correct me, you can. Mm-hmm. If you have your vaccinations, you can get back into the country. So I think once he gets his second vaccine, mm-hmm. he should be able to come over here. I don't know if he can get into Canada, okay. though. And my stepdad's Canadian. Hmm. Four days. That is so exciting. Oh, my God. I cannot wait until you see her. I know. I, know. I feel like Holly's uh. been on this journey with me from the very start. Like, me calling her and being like, so my mom isn't coming home in April. And then calling, okay, she's not coming home in June. Okay, she's not coming home in July. Like, it's been month after month of us right. just kind of waiting. So I'm excited. It's going to be good. Yes. Oh, oh, my God. I'm so glad you shared that. It's going to be awesome. And it's going to be great. And I'm so glad that we... um you know, are airing this after the fact, just in case. <laughs> yes, exactly. It'll be a week. So when you're listening to this, I will have already been with my mom. So. Yay. Awesome. Uh, love it. Okay. Well, um, I guess that's it for us. Yeah. <laughs> Anything you guys want to talk about or would like advice on or things and whatnot, you know where to message us. Yeah, I would love that. I would love for people to write in. That would be really great. And consistently, um, I'm seeing that people are downloading the podcast like the next week or like like the next couple days or whatever. So um, just thank you so much for listening mm. to those because we um, really put a lot of work into this. So um, I'm really, really glad that people are, you know, resonating with it. So thank, thank you. you. We appreciate it so much. And we'll see you next week for Beauty Pageant. And we will see who wins. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> There's a Parkinson Pals and there's also therapy too.